Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode with Neil Dudash. If you're one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks so much for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to the show, welcome. Please feel free to make yourselves at home and as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge now it has been quite some time since i uploaded a new episode but this was because you know we were working on some things behind the scenes and now the show is officially on the epicast network for those of you who don't know epicast is a pittsburgh-based podcasting hub of sorts who are uh heavily involved in the uh, local arts, entertainment, comedy, beer, food, whatever, like anything cool that's going on in the city, Epicast has its hands in it right now. And luckily for me, they asked me if, you know, I wanted to be a part of their podcast network. So Start the Beat with Sykes is now officially a part of the Epicast family, and I am very, 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 very happy about this. Yes, um, you can check out Epicast at uh, epicasttv.com. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You know, just search for Epicast, and uh, they're there. And yeah, so check that out, because that's, that's where I'm at from now on. The Bandcamp page is done. Stop going there looking for new episodes. I'm probably going to put up a little sort of a blurb telling people to stop it. And that they can find me at Epicast and find me on fucking iTunes. Can you believe it took me almost 60 damn episodes to finally get the show on iTunes? Jesus Christ. Slacking. But hey, I'm there now. So if you do the iTunes thing. Please subscribe, um, rate and review the episodes, even some of the old ones if you have been listening for a while. All the episodes from episode one all the way up till now are on iTunes. So if there was an episode in particular that you liked, go rate it, review it, or even if you didn't listen to it, just leave some bullshit thing on there anyways and rate and review it. It doesn't matter. You know, I just it's all about numbers. It doesn't matter if anybody actually likes anything. I just have to look like people like it. That's a, that might be a little, that information might be a little bit too real for some of y'all. So let's just move on with today's episode. Uh, today on the show, I have Jackson, Ben, Trevor, and John Paul from The Sick House. For those of you who don't know, The Sick House is a DIY show space and a recording space in Pittsburgh in the uh, homestead area to be more exact and it's it's really fucking awesome basically i mean why would i have them on the show if, if it wasn't awesome uh ben john paul and jackson all live in the sick house together trevor is their neighbor who lives next door and they all play in bands together they record their music in the sick house they have house shows in the sick house they have touring bands play the sick house i saw a band from fucking japan at the sick house i played with a band from mexico at the sick house um and it's a really really awesome space for just uh creativity and diy culture um the thing that i love the most about the space actually though is that you know whenever i bring up a house show or think about a house show I get this stereotypical image painted in my head of kind of maybe like a punk space or like a a crusty house, something that's, you know, not necessarily well taken care of. But um, the sick house, which is which I it's ironic given its name, but it's actually kind of like the total opposite. You know, it's a it's a pretty nice space. You know, they they host the shows in the living room of the space, not in the basement. Nobody that lives there is really a punk kid at all. Um, And it's 
it's a very, very unique place. And everyone who lives there and the people involved with the space are very unique people. So I think you're going to enjoy this conversation today. You know, I sat down with all of them in the sick house. Actually, we recorded the episode there. And, uh, you know, we just talk about basically how the fuck this house came together. You know, how they met each other, how they got into music, what inspired them to start doing this and you know they've been running the space for a couple years now and what's keeping that inspiration alive to continue to do it is basically what we're going to get into today so yeah it's a fucking great conversation and i hope you enjoy it so sit back relax and let's start the motherfucking beat Little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. About, so, um, wave bird. Okay, I'm yeah, You guys keep talking. <laughs> Alright, so, um, we are inside the sick house. I guess I should say that. And since this, I've never done an episode with this many people, okay. which is fine. But to keep things simple, I think everybody should introduce themselves. That way the listener can try to remember the way your voice the sounds. Voices. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, let's start with... Oh, yeah, yeah. cool. Um, I'm Ben. I live here at the Sick House. I do the recordings and, and run the shows and shit. Sick! Uh, I'm John Paul. I play drums in a handful of bands. I live at the Sick House, host shows, do recordings, etc. Sick! I'm Trevor Wiedekind. I uh, actually live next door, but I help run the Sick House, and I'm also in a bunch of bands, specifically with John. My bands. <laughs> My bands. Our bands. Our bands. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Sick! Oh, that's my phone. Sick! <laughs> How many times can we just... Should we go, sick! 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 sick, 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 sick a super cut of it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Jackson. Hi, Jack. Uh, I book a lot of the shows, and I... Yeah, it's about it. It's all I'm good for. I don't record <laughs> things or do cool shit like that. I'm not in any bands. You do live here, though, right? I do live here, though, yes. All right. I used to not. All right, <laughs> But so... now I do. Okay, all right, well... That is everybody. Um, let's start this with how did this group of people come together? Oh, that's interesting. Um, well, Ben and Trevor and I all grew up in Michigan. Ben more all over the place, but um, and so I knew them from school. Okay, and, so you went to school together in yeah, Michigan, like elementary school. Where at in Michigan? Uh, Saugatuck, which is southwest Michigan. Okay. Um, on Lake Michigan. On Lake Michigan, it's like between Kalamazoo and Grand Rapids. Those are the more notable places around. But okay. it's, it's a tiny little tourist town with a huge arts scene, uh, really thriving gay LGBTQA community. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. But we. Uh, I moved to Wisconsin for a minute after high school. And then after I moved back, uh, my mom and my stepdad were like, well, why don't you move to Pittsburgh? There's a lot of opportunities and stuff there. And so Trevor and I moved here around the same time. You had, like, a job. Yeah, I had something. I had, like, a job kind of lined up that I was able to do for a couple months. It was, like, a, it was like a, a side. No, it was, uh, it was reinstalling or installing new windows in, a, um, in like, one of the apartment uh, complex that John Paul's stepdad actually works with or actually runs. Okay. And so that was kind of our in into Pittsburgh was John's stepdad. Um, <laughs> he was, was already this? living here. This 2010? Okay. Late? Yeah, 2010? yeah, 2010. October, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, and then I got this really shady job. It was a cash job selling flowers in the strip district. Uh, on like street corners and stuff. <laughs> Super weird. To traffic. That was the other thing. He was like, oh yeah, you walk up and down between the lanes at the red light and you hawk them. And I did this. For... Oh, you were one of those dudes. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it, was interesting. it was really interesting. And then I got mugged coming home one night in my neighborhood and I was like, I can't be doing a cash job anymore. And uh, bummer. Luckily, Starbucks called me. I've worked for them since then. Uh, 
I got to work downtown for a long time, which was really cool, but now I work in the shitty waterfront because it's close to home. <laughs> okay, so... Um, Tell them how you feel. <laughs> now, uh, let's get... We can skip a little bit and say, like, this particular house itself. Oh, yeah. And how, like, shows got started here and things oh, well, like that. Trevor <coughs> okay. and I moved in initially, yeah. Oh, okay. Into this house. Yeah, into yeah. this house. And, okay. And, uh, well, we lived in East Liberty for a little while, but we got... Uh, my stepdad was like, there's a really good deal... You should move to Homestead. So we like took him up on the deal. We moved to Homestead, uh, and then Jackson was like walking by one day when I was playing drums in here, and Trevor was out on the porch, and Jackson's just like, "Who's playing drums?" <laughs> uh, and that's how we met Jackson. Yeah, I mean later because <laughs> he lived perfect. Up the road. Yeah. Well, there's like the actual incident of me like coming and hanging out with these dudes. Yeah. Is I was walking home from Bloomfield where I had been hanging out with my friend Pam for a while, and I had a forty in my backpack, and I'm walking, being like, "Man, can't wait to go back to my parents' house, uh, drink this forty in my room, and go to sleep." But uh, I was walking by and I saw dudes out front. I think Trevor was there. I think Ben might have been there too. They were smoking their cigarettes. That was the second time. Yeah, that was was the second time. The first by I walked, I walked by in like the midday, and I was like, "Someone's playing drums." And then they were like, "Yeah, we got like, we do like recording and stuff. We have a band with this other guy." And I was just like, "Oh, cool, she goes around." And then I moved on because I was scared of everyone at that point. And um, I mean, everyone in general, not everyone here. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I walked by, and so then. And I walked up, and they're like, oh, yeah, if you you come out for a minute, dude. And I came out, and I'm like, oh, you guys might have a drink, too. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And I pull out a 40 my backpack, and they're like, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I remember that. That was meeting Jackson for the first time. I was actually holding a little money in my hand. He's like, hey, you got got a money? Is that what that is? And I was like, oh, um, sure, random person. (laughs) 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 And, uh... Then, you know, we got in contact to start booking shows. We, we've we been doing Radio Signal, our punk band, for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, going on. and then we Jackson started booking us shows because uh, we knew him right up the block. And yeah. Then, yeah. He's, yeah. like, the reason that, like, Radio Signal and High Def and also, I mean, Luminaire, obviously, have ever even gotten on bills in the first place. I wouldn't have known who to talk to. I might have eventually found somebody, but I wouldn't have had nearly as good of a connection to be so, like involved in DIY house shows if I didn't know Jackson from up the road. <laughs> Jackson, <laughs> how did you get involved in that stuff then? Uh, long story short, I just went to a bunch of shows, and then eventually people started asking me how to get booked, or like they would see that I would comment on like, a lot of DIY stuff and people would sort of like observe that I was around so they'd be like yo how do I get a show and I'm like oh I don't know <laughs> and then just eventually I just went to enough shows and I hung out with people like who were like who like were bands that also like set up shows because you know, there's bands that play shows and there's bands that are sort of like hubs for setting up shows yeah uh yeah you know long story short like I like helped coordinate shows I'd occasionally like run door at shows but I wouldn't do it as you know like I do now as much it was mostly just like kind of stumbled into it eventually i'm just like i can book shows someone needs to book shows sure and it just kind of just kept gaining momentum and then before you know before i knew it, i'm doing all kinds of shows and like last oh. june i did a show every day for a week <laughs> <laughs> did you ever play in any bands or anything like that i was okay um you're gonna get on, on the record here i was in a band called swole for very <laughs> for a brief period of time i went all the way out to like like past the north side like four buses like lugging my drum breakables and like an ikea bag and a tote bag i used to do that like every week and then like two weeks before our first show the dudes in my band re-recorded the whole thing as a two-piece under a different name and um whatever that was as a the octio blasts you know whatever I, I could have been a better drummer, like that. No one actually better talked to me. No. Yeah, and also the, no, both fine. of the dudes in that band have since asked me, like, "Hey, dude, how do I get in on this uh house venue? Uh, so how do I get on like the DIY shows?" And <laughs> I have spared them Go the courtesy. I have spared them the courtesy of a response. Uh, <laughs> I bet they're feeling pretty small about that. Uh, <laughs> you might even say they're salty. Because yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Because like Swole was like Pittsburgh saying. 
for what I understood that time, you were like, you're angry, you're upset, or whatever. And then you go to the place, and they're like, oh yeah, bro, I'm getting swollen. I'm like, why are you mad? And they're like, no, I'm going to the gym, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And then I went to Cincinnati, and like, salty was obviously the, the equivalent of that. So, uh, yeah. Some stuff yeah. there. I don't even remember who I heard say salty as like an, an attitude the first time, but I do remember having a very visceral reaction to it. Like, that's Lowe. an amazing way to describe it. You sure it wasn't George Lowe? The, it, w- it wasn't George Lowe. It could easily have been. So many <laughs> important moments in my life have involved George Lowe. So. <laughs> I, uh, salty has been around for a very long time. I remember it as a child. <laughs> Like in grade school, and like the first funny thing that I ever said was saltier than a saltine cracker. <laughs> like my grandmother at Eaton Park. That's like a very vivid oh, memory that I have, and she didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> that I, I tried to use it in school, and it didn't go over well. Me in grade school, period, just didn't go over very well. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I understand that. Yeah, yeah, I have a similar. Yeah. You might say that's relatable. <laughs> but I, th- I think that yeah, I mean, I can picture like you know all of us kind Thank of. Thank goodness for Pokemon. Had, like, yeah, like the. I've had no social the weird capital. childhoods, and we found each other later in life. <laughs> we're still kind of weird, but it's like a yeah, yeah a group of weirdos. Yeah, it works yeah. well for us. It's fine, actually. The rest of the world's weird. We're normal. Yeah. No. <laughs> Probably not, huh? <laughs> So, um, yeah, I mean, shows really, I mean, when, what was our first show? When did we start we, we, doing uh, It was the Sonar, Dress. The Yellow Dress, and Girl why, Scouts. Why did, we, why did we book the show? Because I asked you to. Guys, can we have a show in this house? And you're like, all right. Because <laughs> we did that one, and, you know, it could have, you know, it didn't go off exactly like we planned, but it still oh, happened. We were, we were going to have a bunch of house bands play. It was just us. Like, yeah. We were going to host some event that people were supposed to come to. Yeah, I mean, right. people came. <laughs> we had never performed live. We were just going to put on a show. Great great business plan, guys. <laughs> My, uh, coming to this place for the first time, which was last year. Team Death Show, I believe. Yes. Um, there's a spirit to this place that's very unique and super positive and cool. And I really, really like this space a lot. And I like all of you a lot. Um, so much for your journalistic integrity. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no, no I, I'm just, I'm just um, and that's, yeah, I mean, that's the main reason why I wanted to do this episode. I really do like this space a lot. And it seems like everybody here really gives a shit genuinely about music. So how did music uh, come into everybody's lives? We could start with Ben. Yeah, I mean... In like the, the shortest way possible. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, you know, I played a few instruments through school. I was always... I always sang... Uh, you know, radio songs. I was, I was decent. Was your too. family like music? My or? my dad was a, a musician. Yeah. Um, and but other than that, like you know, I didn't really have a ton of musical influences. Um, I got a guitar at one point. And I just started playing by myself, and I got into recording. And that's really why I like went to school for recording and uh, why I record all the bands here is just because I enjoyed music. But you know, I mean. I always just wanted to make the sounds. I'm, I'm more of a sound sure. Kind of a sure. Kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a weird thing where I find myself... Um, I enjoy making music and playing music and stuff, but sometimes I wish that I could just, like, produce music and be the guy behind the scenes. Because I think there's, like, this part of my, like, childhood of, like, being, like, the shut-in that's mm. still there, but, like, I don't like always being... In the forefront of everything. Right. But there's also times when, like, I am, and you get, like, a positive response, and you're like, oh, yeah. maybe I'm, like, okay, mm. I don't have to be so weird anymore. Yeah. I'm still... Yeah. Or you still can there. be, like, weird, yeah. but you're owning it. Yeah. Like, that's the most... That's the coolest thing. I think that that's, like, the definition of you to a T. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we all try to inspire Like, I hope so. I don't know. I've been forced into the spotlight a lot in my life because when I was young, I was in dance classes. And so oh, we okay. would do yearly recitals. I took like 13 years of tap and ballet. No a shit. Bunch of jazz. I took one year of break dancing that went all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've, I've tried a bunch of different stuff. Oh, I don't have one. Thank you. No, uh, I was. Okay. Now I was actually asking someone to open oh. it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Let's open up all these. Let's just open all four of them up at once. Yeah. Let's get it over. Get the sound over with. But yeah, so I, I was always like a super 
Voodoo Brewery Homestead. Voodoo Brewery Homestead. Shouts to them. Oh, <laughs> oh in my beard. Foul. Off my lip, into my beer. Oh my god. That's I mean, awesome. whatever. It's all, it's all the <laughs> same. Penalty pot. That's all in the same place. Awesome. Now you have to drink the cap. <laughs> I'm not I'll leave it in there until the end. Okay. <laughs> Alright, sick. Oh, but yeah, so I was just, as somebody that was naturally really introverted and didn't like being at the forefront of things, I constantly was there anyway. I just, like, got used to it, and then... After I got to a point in my life, like, shortly after high school where I wasn't performing for anybody or doing anything, like, artistic and, like, as an output, I just started to, like, adapt my behavior to be in that direction. I started playing drums a lot more. I started trying to come up with quips about things and try to be wordy again. Like, I used to read for hours and hours every day when I was a kid, and I dropped that when I became an adult. I'm only slowly, like, picking it back up. Game of Thrones helped a lot, but... <laughs> <laughs> Song of Ice and Fire, whatever. Th that book series is amazing. Cool. But, uh, Trevor? Yeah. Um, when I was in, like, fifth grade, well, my mom uh, played in, like, a church orchestra Okay. for the longest time. She played flute for years and years, decades. And so she really encouraged me to pick up an instrument. So when I was in fifth grade, I started playing the trumpet and taking private lessons. And I did that, and I played in uh, a band. I played in the school band all the way until middle school, and then I kind of dropped out of it in high school. And I also went to, I, I moved from um, basically one town to another where I met John in high school. And... Uh, our senior year, him and I just started jamming, and actually originally started where I was playing drums and he was playing guitar <laughs> or bass <laughs> or bass, guitar or bass, yeah, one of those two, and um, and then it kind of flip flopped, and I started picking up on bass first, and then guitar came later, and yeah, ever since uh, my senior year of high school, John and I have just kind of been jamming together. That's super so, cool. So yeah, that's kind of how I got to love just writing music and playing music and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Jackson, you had a brief... Uh, oh, sorry, brief I was out of... Story. Huh? Uh, sorry, I was out of the room getting this big gallon thing of Schneider's iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> Who I Not a sponsor. <laughs> they just I wish. <laughs> Not a sponsor. No. I'm still paying 250 for this, but whatever. <laughs> Would you really say the things they want you to say? In your that their project is acceptable? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it will suffice. Turner's Ice Tea. It will suffice. <laughs> Yo, boom, got that. <laughs> Mark that, put but that. But you played drums for a little bit? Uh, actually, okay, it sounds like everyone's given their sort of a uh, music origin story. I was, Like I said, I was out of the room getting my Schneider's Ice Tea. <laughs> but, um, I don't know why I held it up to the camera that doesn't exist, but, um... <laughs> All right, but yeah, no. Actually, my dad was in my dad was in a lot of bands. He was a uh, he was actually briefly played drums in Special Ed. I believe they were a band around here for a while. He's also in a band with like his best friend Rob, and also um, guy sort of filled in on bass for it called Mike Shanley, who's actually still active in like Pittsburgh music. I believe he plays in a band called uh, Love Letters or something. They play Hambones quite a lot. You know, I brief I interact with them on Facebook occasionally. But my dad was playing drums before I was you know I was born. Uh, and he left, he bought his first drum kit that we still have most of the pieces of in our basement with his money from working at the steel mills that are now where the waterfront is. Yeah. And, um, he tells me his story pretty frequently, but his one time he was in a different band with a friend of, like, with Rob, and they were also, he and Rob and Shanley were in another band with, uh, a guy who's now a lawyer who's affectionately known as Hungry Bill Pelver, and that band was tentatively titled The Shit Eaters. <laughs> apparently, they were quite funny, and... They have any shirts? You need, like, a vintage I, you know, I, I would wear a Shit Eaters shirt. <laughs> yeah, That's amazing. Well, you could go ask, you know, if Hungry Bill's next uh, Mon Hall, like, board election doesn't turn out, and he wants to, like, get back into the punk group, be like, you just want to reform The Shit Eaters, man? Come on. <laughs> because we, we want the, the name. We want the name. <laughs> <laughs> He had very like from a show at the Ziggos. Uh, he's it's 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 a you know that's a that's a whole bunch of legacy stuff. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, what I will say the whole the whole sort of crux of the story is that 
My, my mom says that at one point they made her laugh so hard that she nearly went into labor with, you know, me. And so I was nearly born on the floor of a rock club called the Electric Banana, which is nearly defunct now. Yeah. Which would have made me the complete boy of destiny other than the 75% rush job that I am now. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. You are a special son of a bitch. <laughs> Just told a story with my mom, the Sykes. What are you doing? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I called you that on the. No, I'm, I'm glad that you still do that. <laughs> I'm gonna stop. I'm just getting played out. I'm gonna stop. No, don't. No, it's not played out. It's really fucking funny. That goes against the light <laughs> So, the impressive thing about the sick house and being here, coming to shows here, and seeing shows here is that everything's run really well. Um, it's very efficient. It's loose, you know, it's not like a, there's not like a, a, a schedule on the wall no. when the bands are playing, but well, it's very efficient. Well, there is. There's, I mean, <laughs> there's, I mean, no there's, there's no set times. There's no set times, right. Yes. Yeah. But there is a list of bands, which, that's nice. It's right. like a, that's... We're like the halfway point. We're like, we're, we're not not trying, but we're not acting like it's anything more than a house show. We just want it to be a good house show. So that's the weird, like, I, I guess what I'm trying to get to is it's like, a lot of the time house venues are like punk houses, and I find it really hard to call this a punk house. We're not really punks as much yeah. as maybe you would think people in punk and otherwise heavy bands would be. I don't know, like, like I've I've brought a couple people here for shows. That it's like, yeah, it's a house show, and they're like, oh, it's gonna be like is this, it gonna be and scummy then they're, and they're surprised when they show up because it's a nice place and the equipment's nice and the people are nice and it's very like relaxed but fun. So I'm just curious, like, where that all comes from. I think it's obvious since, like you said. None of you guys are really punks. It's not really a punk yeah, house. I mean, yeah. We don't. It's, comes from a level of like production, really. I mean, we've kind of we've done electronic music in the past. We've always kind of just make, made music on our own and starting to do shows. Uh, I mean, it just became a big deal <laughs> that the show was good. Yeah, we like, treat it like a big deal too. I mean, we clean up mm -hmm. for it. We like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You we go to a lot of shows. I remember. I've been to a lot of house shows where you just kind of like walk into the place and you're like, "Is this the how beer cans from the last show?" Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the time, that's a big thing with a lot of people in house shows. It's just like you feel like you're intruding on somebody's space and sometimes it's really uncomfortable. A lot of the times it feels like the ha the people who live there kind of almost sort of forgot mm -hmm. that it was happening. Yeah. And they're like, there's yeah. so much of that. Yeah. Also, with a lot of house venues where it's like a bunch of people, there's like one or two members who are like, oh yeah, DIY shows. The other ones are like, I guess there's a sh show in my house today. Show, yeah, whatever. I just got home from work. <laughs> and it, it, that can be varying degrees of stuff, too. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to make the my point, but just, like, real quick. It's just, like, there are also varying levels of that, too, where there's, like, some houses where people are like, there's a show in my house? And then people who are just like, I just showed my house. I forgot about that. Huh. Alright, I'll be fine. And they'll come down... Um, and they'll actually think it's, it's okay or whatever, or they'll at least, you know, maintain their space. So you get varying reactions. And also, just another quick side point on that here at the Sick House is, we don't have shows in the basement, we have them in the main room. It's always just like, it's very much like the obvious living space that we're in. It's not like the sort of separate thing where a basement where it looks, you know, I it's get, almost yeah, a separate world. That's another thing, too, where it's all right in the it is like room. definitely in the living room mm -hmm. area of the house mm -hmm. and... You know, it's like carpeted, and it's. Yeah. I really like the um, Ben had pointed out that they have you. You have set lists mm -hmm. whenever the bands play, and it's like you like hand paint and draw these signs. Mostly Jackson. Yeah, Jackson. Yeah, Jackson. Jackson does that. Um, uh, Britt Banks did a whole run of them, and they're True. excellent. Um, but yeah, there for anybody who hasn't been here, there are these hand painted signs, usually on like the insides of like interior of beer cases, beer yeah. cases or pop cases. Yeah, we're using the Coke ones a lot lately because they're perfectly proportioned. They come like pre-proportioned. Yeah, it's <laughs> and it's really <laughs> awesome because um, the room that all the bands play in, there's like a most a lot of the bands that have played here. Oh, they're, yeah. They're, yeah, about yeah, half. They're taped up on the wall, and it's a uh, it's really cool to see who's played here and just like it's another one of those things where it's like. This isn't just a venue. This is where you live. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's like you choose to have that up in your living space because I th it's probably something that like you enjoy seeing all the time. It's like 
those are your friends and people you've met who have come through. I like them not being separate. I like my living space being the venue because then when people come to it, I feel like I'm inviting people into my house and then after shows happen and there are things that remind me of the shows that happened, I like that being in my house. Yeah. So it's cool. It feels personal. And like I've lived here for a long time. Like I've lived in this house for four years. Yeah. Pretty close. Three or, four, yeah. Three or four years. I mean, it feels like home, definitely. So. And they're just little trinkets. I mean, like you know, yeah. like you put something on your mantelpiece, you know. Bands leave notes. They draw stuff. Oh, they yeah. leave like rando little things. Sometimes you they have to leave mail us them beer. Stuff. They leave us beer. It's great. Like, <laughs> and I love taking care of them if they're willing to in the mornings. And if I'm not terribly hungover, try to remember to like make breakfast. That's something we used to do more that we don't yeah, do as much. Yeah, we've had a lot of bands through lately. And but stuff we give out food up. during the show too. Yeah. We got bananas. Well, got that's oranges. another signature we need to bring. We we pretty much for every show we have bought you know a bunch of bananas and then just people are just like. Can I have a banana? We're like, heck yeah, dude! Great for everybody. Four bananas. Yeah, there's like a whole sign up there saying that they're free. In fact, lately we found that you know it's not the, the preferred snack for everybody, and mm -hmm. so we've had orange slices mm -hmm. now too. Something something else. <laughs> well, and I really like to like try to find out, especially if like bands are showing up, touring bands early on. I like to be like, hey. Do you like I have a coffee maker? If you want to take a quick shower, if you want to, as a house, please feel free to use yeah. whatever. We're like, here to accommodate the touring bands. I mean, it's just a little kind of like a little shows charity. are about them. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's kind of a charity we run. We don't ever take money from the door. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all the money goes to the to the touring bands. It's all about them. Yeah, we're richer for the experience. Like, we're just glad to be having good bands, and we do like because also we're really kind of hard on about what bands we let in. To the sick house. Like I would we, say more selective than hard, but yeah, I mean, like hard is definitely a thing I would say too. But there's yeah. well, just stuff. like if if there's, yeah, I don't know, just like we only have Not shows really. here with bands that I genuinely like, as from the road at least. I mean, I won't say who, but we've had a few locals who have been like less than awesome. But like whatever, that's cool too. That's just part of the like DIY experience. Yeah. A lot of people, it's like their first show, or they haven't played in a while, or like they're. Or it's just not necessarily music that we necessarily is like that's we listen true. to. Yeah, I've listened to it. a weird selection of music. I have super we bizarre do, tastes. Really. Yeah, that's yeah. the other thing about not being punks. We, we primarily listen to electronic music at yeah. least. You pretty much too. Uh, you like, uh, I yeah, I can. I listen to like metal and math rock and stuff like that yeah you know, like, I mean, you know, I it's still all weird stuff i do you know? i do remember the the first time that i came here to play a show um like days I was, of struggle march yeah. was great Ooh, that was mexico. such a good show days yeah. of struggle from tijuana mexico show. very nice dudes and they yeah. also they established a rule here at the house is if you're a touring band you can't park in front of our storm drain anymore because <laughs> you'll drop your keys down there and ben will have to fish it out yeah <laughs> <laughs> ben yeah ben pulled an entire clothes hanger around a mic arm and fished it out and dude hugged him like immediately because otherwise they would probably still they would have be moved living in. here we're gonna have them move in yeah. we talked about it like, <laughs> like, all right you guys live here, here now. now you guys need to all go down to marshall's in the morning and apply to work with jackson <laughs> <laughs> um what the, where were we at shouts to the tjx corporation uh, uh, show, show. you were here oh yeah. i was here and um i was like setting up and i was actually that was like my first realization that I wasn't in a punk house <laughs> because like I started talking I don't remember who I was talking to but we were talking about like weird electronic music and I saw like the records on the wall and I was like this is something different this isn't <laughs> like a punk house I don't know what this is but everybody was like really cool and knew a lot about music and cared a lot about it and so good vibes from there I was like I love this place well that's that moment that's, like, our main thing is that we're, like, about the music. I think people, like, get into music for a lot of reasons, and one of the reasons is often because it is a very permissive lifestyle, and that's not, like, like, we enjoy certainly some of the... Trappings. Trappings of a musician's lifestyle, I guess, but we're more just, like, about the art, and, like, I'll sacrifice sure. whatever part of my day-to-day -day routine to get a piece of art done. Like, that's my main... Motivation. Yeah, I think that a lot of house shows have house shows because it's like, yeah, we want to have a party and have bands. Yeah. 
here it's like we want to have shows because we give a shit about music. Mm. Like I said, you had Days of Struggle here from fucking Mexico. Yep. I was here for the Atomic World show. Oh, from Tokyo. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was so. Yeah. I would just like to say on record that Kenji is the best dude ever, <laughs> and he messaged me afterwards, being like, "Thank you so much for that show. You're great." Are you actually named Jackson Pollock? And I'm like, no, I'm named for him. And he's like, that's still badass. <laughs> <laughs> he was, for being someone who like didn't speak until like three hours into the show, he was so geeked and he was such a nice dude. Yeah, that, that, that's crazy to think that, you know, you're not, it's not just. A person from Japan was in my house. It was great. <laughs> yeah, it's not just local bands that are here. It is touring bands and like internationally touring bands mm -hmm. to an extent, mm -hmm. which is that's insane. First band, first band they were, one of the first tour bands I ever played was from California. Yeah. yeah. Another like Girl Scouts ended up like PJ from that band's in uh, Click now. So. Yeah. So um, what we've had uh, one band from Mexico, two from Canada, two one from, Canada? from two from Canada, Solids and uh, Shipley Hollow. Yeah. Yep. And also one from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, Marcatos, something more. Yeah, that was. That was a while ago. Yeah, and then yeah. Tokyo. Yeah. I think that those are the, the extent of our internet. The, enti the entire North American continent, one of its associated island territories. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we're all still within, like, a radius. But still. Yeah. <laughs> the, the radius of Earth. Yeah, within the radius of Earth, you know. <laughs> it's not, we're not we gotta start working on, like, we Europe. Have yeah, we gotta get a Russian band. shows here, unfortunately. We'll get them. Yeah. We'll get those moon people here at these shows. <laughs> I want the first band, the first uh, intergalactic traveling band to play at the same time. <laughs> it would happen. It'd be first some show. Hitchhiker's Guide shit. <laughs> yeah, like, intergalactic cousin boneless. They just end up on Earth. They just crash land at the mall. And we're like, do you guys want to play a show? And they're like, yeah. Um, one thing I, I do... I had like one premeditated question before I came here today, and this is something that um, I did a podcast um, that went up on Tuesday. I recorded it on Sunday with Neil, who um, Neil Dudash, who plays in. He used to be in Old Accusers, Pray for Teeth. Okay. He's in like a bunch of different bands. That's cool. Straight out, straight right now. Yeah, and now they have a band called Honeymoon. They just like put out their demo today. It's really good. That's Honeymoon. Honeymoon. Yeah, oh. it's like him. Uh, Dave Watt, who was in Girl Fights, playing drums. And, oh yeah, I think Dave Watt also played drums in Straight Right Yeah, now. he did. And uh, but anyway, getting sidetracked. But Josh. me and him were talking about house venues, and um, like a lack of. I was what I brought up to him was if he felt that um, the amount of house venues and spaces that we have in the city right now might actually be problematic, in a way because of you know you. Um, on a Friday, any given day of the week, but usually on the weekends, it's like you have seven events coming up or whatever on Facebook, yeah. oh, and like, God. Yeah. you know, three or four of them are at different houses, and it's all kind of in like a similar genre of things. Mm -hmm. And I think I, what I was bringing up to him is I think that it really, in a way, it's kind of catering to the clickiness that the scene can have sometimes. It's like every little click can have. We're gonna do this house. show. We're gonna do this. We're gonna show. go to the show. This is where so and so and their friend and their friend will be coming. And like it's an, it's it is problematic in a way because you worry about the touring bands and you're, they're mm. the ones you're trying to put on a show for and get door money for. But at the same time, when you are all hitting like, there are nights in Pittsburgh where I and the bookers with this. There's eight or nine touring bands asking for a show, and like so many are in like the same genre or the same yeah. vein. You know, it's like. Yeah, I want to combine the show. No one's going to come to it if it's like a $12 show because that's really the only economical way it could feasibly work out. Otherwise, you know, you're splitting like a hundred dollars, you know, like a hundred plus dollars five ways. And then yeah, shake I think out. that, you know. So, it's, I mean, it's a hard question to answer, but yeah. it's just you got to. It's, gotta say it's, it's torn just, It's something to discuss. Well, what's the answer? Yeah. I think there is an answer to it, to the problematicness of the prevalence of house shows, and I think it more attacks the source. Of that, which is that there are so few mid-level, good mid-level venues in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. That is a massive problem with the city. It has a lot of things going for it for musicians. But the biggest stumbling block in my experience is that, like, if you can't get shows at the Smiling Moose and Howlers and, like, where else? There's, like... Yeah, I mean, and Howlers is definitely more like open source than the Smiling Moose, at least. Like, Howlers yeah, is like, true, if you can like, get the dates, but that being even said. Even shows at Howlers, like, aren't always that great. Like, you, there's there's not a lot of show spaces that are destinations here. Yeah, there's not, like, that place where. And house no, venues can be destinations, at least. Yeah, we try yeah. 
Yeah, like that place where no matter what, you know there's a show going on. Yeah. You're like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to go hang out and see the bands. I'm going to go see who's playing at the blah, 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 blah. That's, that's the what. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another yeah. problem I feel is that like, there are a lot of good bands in Pittsburgh. A ton. Mm -hmm. But do some of these bands need to be playing every fucking weekend? No, definitely not. And there are bands that are playing every weekend. It, I feel you know, guilty the same when I houses play houses or different houses. I mean, that comes with like you know you can pressure you know any number of bookers and get and get a show and you know that's kind of like what the the struggle is about. You know, you're supposed to. And you're people supposed don't to know do when to say no because there's like, yeah, people. That's exactly right. People don't know when to say no. Grinding like playing a lot of shows is good, but it also wears like people out on you. Like I feel mm -hmm. bad when I accidentally book a show like a week after another show. Like that's too close. Like yeah. you should probably And when it's like any in any way relying on your draw, like yeah. you getting oh, people exactly. to the like, door. If you're supposed to be out. Yeah, yeah. cuz who's going to come see like who let's say that your band is completely fucking awesome and you have 3 shows in 3 weeks. Each of your friends is going to come to maybe one. Oh yeah. A couple of your friends might come to two. That's it. Like so it's it's rough to do that. How uh, often do, is there are there shows here typically? Once a month to sometimes twice a month. There was some talk of it being like on a three week period, sort of like a, you can have this many in a three week period, and then we have to have like a recharge time. But yeah. since we're going on hiatus after uh, their show with Solo and Math the Band on the twenty first at People's Warehouse, uh, there's going to be the recording hiatus for all the bands. Yeah, yeah. So we're mm -hmm. a production team. I yeah. mean, yeah, let's we, get into that. So. Yeah, because well, for the listeners, aside from this being a show space, I know it was mentioned before, but this is also a studio space of sorts, using mm -hmm. the show space. Mm -hmm. And um, Ben and John Paul do record bands here as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, we're we're going to be going on hiatus because I mean we we do so many shows. We got so many projects. It really takes up a lot of our time. We're going to be uh, recording the. The full lengths for high def, the full length for radio signal, um, and then my solo project yeah. Luminaire has a like it's like a long EP coming out uh, of weird video game music with me drumming along, and then Ben is right. recording a local band. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still tentative. <laughs> or oh, that's still a secret. Uh, I don't know if it's. I don't think it was ever a secret, but I mean, I might be recording the Brazilian Wax first uh, full length. Cool. Um, and you know they're a really great band. They're one of our favorite really bands awesome here. Punk band. Yeah, they're really good. Um, and they played one of our best shows here in recent memory, which was uh, Baby Magic on the 29th of May. Murdered <laughs> yeah. it. And also, uh, Mary Beth from uh, Brazilian Wax gave everyone like a therapeutic massage after the show, yeah. and she cracked Ben's back from, from, from Baby Magic. From Baby Magic. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Oh god. I'm sorry. <laughs> Baby Magic. Okay, yeah. you got me. <laughs> But yeah, Listen, I mean, we're, we're just gonna, um, we have, we've been postponing this. Radio Single's been a band for two and a half, two, two and a half years now, and <laughs> we have a single out. Yeah. Like, that's it. We have a, we have a ton of songs. You, if you've heard us play, I mean, you know we have tons of we've songs. We've been sitting on these, enough songs for a full length for over a year. Just yeah. like practicing and occasionally playing shows. Because like. it's so hard for us to coordinate the time, and so we're specifically taking time to do it. Uh, so, that, yeah. so that we can work our jobs and record and not have like a lot of other responsibilities. Sure. I feel like part of what really attracts me to this space and everybody who uh, is here, lives here, mm. is that it really reminds me so much of me when I was in my early 20s. Because I was in like four or five different projects, and I was recording stuff out of my house, and we had done like a couple house shows at my place too with like my bands, and it was like on a very small scale as far as the house shows go, but it's just like it really just takes me back to like that same like I give a shit, I love doing this, and this is all I want to fucking do, and it's really cool to see that like it still exists and that I found it, like I found. The, the next generation of that. Of people that are doing that. Well, shouts, shouts out to uh, the wonderful people at Toast the Cat, which is now yeah. called... Chump Jungle. Chump Jungle, which is a... Go there on the 19th of, uh, 19th of August to see Ben play his oh, electronic yeah, I'm doing stuff. Yeah, electronic there. stuff there. It's, it's cool. Be great. Which is, you know, conventional. But they're like a so little younger Scott than too. us, just a few years, and um, I... We went and played a show at their house, and I was like, 
this is awesome. You're recording the show. You all are competent with the audio project. Who are these people? They run a house space in Oakland, and I think a couple They're members of the house are in the John Tremaine show. The John Tremaine show, yeah. Uh... John, Another Josh, wonderful yeah. local band. Yeah, they're like, I, I looked at them and I was like, oh, you're kind of like younger, hipper us living in Oakland. Better looking. <laughs> better, better looking. Too. Better looking. <laughs> yeah. Yo, jo- I gotta Who's say. Who's the one that plays drums in. Josh is a hunk. Oh, for real. <laughs> I'm, I can't even front. Really He's a beautiful truly. man in a button down shirt. Uh, yeah, I mean, we used to record shows here, but that became. Oh, yeah, I was, I was actually gonna bring it up. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. It was, I remember it was like a requirement. A yeah, oh, man. I was recording every single show until I pretty much just straight up stopped because I was yeah. so far behind on mixing yeah. that, like. And then I did a couple and I was like, Nope. No. <laughs> it takes so long to mix a live show and to record every show is a true is like way it, the, we're already going on eight. I can't imagine if we've recorded all yeah, the shows up exactly. till now. Yeah, exactly. It's unfortunate, but well, I, I keep yeah. finding that I should have just put a room mic somewhere more often. Yeah. That's like especially if I have like a jam. We did a jam, Trevor and I, before a high def show with the wonderful Lucas Brody from New York. He came over and jammed here, and I made the mistake of recording it with my phone. My drums are just way too loud for that, and it's totally incomprehensible. But it's a nice ten-minute video of us all in the room together. <laughs> there are only ten-second patches where you're like, I'm just going to have to imagine what John Paul is yeah. playing on drums. Because um, I see what he's doing. So, John Paul playing drums is something oh, yeah. I want to talk about for yeah, a minute. Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because... You are very excited when you're playing the drums, to say the least. So, um, where did this ambition to, like, be a psychopath on the drum kit come from? This show on August 7th. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Uh, we're playing a show on August 7th at Gooskies with the incredible Giraffes Giraffes. One of my favorite bands of all time, and it's just like when I was in high school, and I was like rocking out, playing Guitar Hero in my basement. I loved that Fall of Troy song, FCP remix. Yeah, and uh, they're coming. My friend, yeah, and that, that, yeah. oh, and they're yeah. playing Doppelganger in its entirety, which is amazing. Um, but anyway, my 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 friends uh, were like, okay, well, we're going to the Fall of Troy show. Are you coming? And I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. And um, it was Fall of Troy with Foxy Shazam, which is an incredible Whoa, band. Yeah. And then Terra Mellos okay. was on that bill, too. And I saw Terra Mellos play live with Vince, the original drummer. And I was just like, holy shit, I've never seen anybody tear ass across a drum set like that in my entire life. They played Drugs to Dear Youth. They were on the Drugs to the Dear Youth tour. Yeah. 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 And, and it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. And so I just started, like, listening to Drugs to the Dear Youth, like, religiously. I found, I was, like, looking up bands that sound like them, and I found Hella, and I found Giraffes Giraffes, and, of course, when I heard Hella, I was like, whoa, Zach Hill is, like, is like a black hole wielding drumsticks. So I, I want to be able to do something analogous to that. I don't want to be Zach Hill, obviously, but I want to, like... He inspires me, like Greg Fox inspires me, who played with Z's and Liturgy. Uh, uh, Brian Chippendale from uh, Lightning, Bolt. Lightning Bolt and Black Puss. His solo project, his solo project is particularly inspiring to me because I have a lot of things that I want to do eventually. That's really just me playing a drum set with like, his like stuff tower of broken drumsticks. I know is so beautiful. Much to it's you beautiful. Too. It really that's like what I want to be. Although I, um, in learning to play as loud and fast and like weird and aggressive as I do, I. I did the math. This was a few months ago, and I was like, okay, so I'm breaking drumsticks way too fast. How much mm-hmm. am, a month am I spending on drumsticks? Was well, my drumsticks bill for being a drummer? <laughs> and it was like $70, $75. And I was like, that's fucking ridiculous. I'm not doing that anymore. And Ben tells me, he's like, well, you know, they make their drumsticks made out of carbon fiber. That's what they make bicycles out of. And I'm like, well, let's, I'll buy a pair of those. We'll see how long they last me. One pair lasted me almost two months. They're wonderful. They're about $50. And so I play with carbon fiber drumsticks now, just out of necessity. And I actually do like the way they sound. So, I mean, I wonder how, how much of that is me justifying it to myself. How does a pair of carbon fiber drumsticks end for John Paul? The first one, the, there was a shear. 
that it, the tip came completely off during a Luminaire set at the People's Warehouse. And then I have one right now that has a, like a six inch long crack running jaggedly like through the middle. And then I have another one where it's very similar, but it's a much shorter crack. And uh, actually, that's one of the two sticks I'm playing with right now uh, at my practices and stuff. I'm going to get a pair before the Giraffes Giraffes show, though, just so that I have fresh sticks. Yeah. Fresh sticks for fresh, fresh hits. You gotcha. really, but like, you get them and like, you don't have to worry about them breaking, even if you play like a, a crazy, stupid style like mine. Uh, They're the only sticks with like warranty. Really time. They come with a warranty. <laughs> it's really impressive. Yeah, and it's like I kind of wonder, like, should I just like get some one time and just like practice, 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 and try to break them before the warranty is up. <laughs> but uh, what I really want to do is I use the Vic Firth ones and I want to see I, I looked it up Vic Firth doesn't have R Vic Firth died R.I.P. oh really yeah. yeah for real I didn't know that that's sad news it was yesterday yeah. anyway his company makes these carbon fiber drumsticks and those are the ones that I use and I, I looked it up they don't have a, a sponsored drummer that uses carbon fiber drumsticks <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I could Maybe if they paid attention to me for a hot minute. But we'll see. I have three albums coming out uh, late this year and early next John year. John Paul, so. that, you're going to have to not just crack. You have to, like, shatter it in half on You stage. can't shatter something in half. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's, Excuse me. I remember that the, the first time I saw you play not drums, wrong. John Paul, was here, was what that Team Death show that I was at. Oh, yeah. was the first time I saw you play drums. And I remember um, watching you play drums... And I'm like, this fucking guy looks so damn familiar. How do I know him? And halfway through your set, you're just tearing ass. I'm like, that motherfucker works at Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Evan from Great Walkers in my Starbucks a lot. Yeah. And I knew him from there before I ever saw Grey Walker, before he ever played? came to a show with you. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. So do you see him now and you're like, Hi, he hasn't Evan. he hasn't been in in a while. Not not while I've been there, but I was on vacation for like a whole month. I've only been back for like 3 weeks or 4 weeks. I don't know. Yeah. I would just but, like uh, to say at this point shouts to David Yarkovsky cuz I know he goes oh, yeah. to John's yeah. Starbucks he's a bunch. All the time. And I see him at shows a lot. People who cool. know John from Starbucks. Let's shout out to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> One time, but, uh, one time Dan Hagendorf came into my Starbucks very shortly after we uh, had just started being in some muscles together, um, which was a very short time. And he um, he looks at me across the counter, and like I have my hair in a ponytail, I'm wearing an apron and everything, and there's this slow realization. He's like, I didn't know you worked here. <laughs> and I was like, yep. Yeah. Well, are you looking but, at the pastry case? Can I get you a chocolate croissant? It was just so <laughs> funny because I had been in at Starbucks so often, and you know... You never really know what some what uh, somebody else does in their life. Oh, yeah. You have no idea. And it was just this realization where it's like this juxtaposition between you like chilling behind a counter <laughs> and just thrashing a drum <laughs> kit inside a house. <laughs> and I'm like, my 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 justification for this was like, well, I guess the Starbucks is right down the street. That's <laughs> <laughs> about it. But it's like, That's this is nuts. No, like, I, I I transferred to this Starbucks because it was much closer to my house. But originally, I worked at one downtown. It took me forty five minutes to get to work. So no, they're just both things that I do. And it's like when you get hired at Starbucks, this happened to me, obviously, uh, four or five years ago. Uh, you don't quit because like unless you get like a real big. Yeah. An adult fancy job, you don't get the coverage and the awesome benefits and shit. For the record, I worked at Starbucks as yeah. well. I was a partner. Oh, very nice. Yes, McKnight Road. What are your numbers? McKnight Road? That place <laughs> is a hellhole. How yep. did you do it? <laughs> yeah, I know I know the deets on every Starbucks in the district and the surrounding districts. Yeah. Five years ago. The original yeah. was the OG McKnight Road. I know there's two now. Yeah, that was the, o yeah the original. Was before they had one... In fucking Ross Park Mall and yeah. the other one, the um, other we were the the lone wolf, the real, <laughs> the real deal. <laughs> Back before there was a Starbucks across from Starbucks. Yeah. yeah, there's three in the mall down there. Now, if you count the one in the Target and the one in the Barnes and Noble, yeah. So people are always like, "You won't, you won't do the crazy stuff for me that the ones at the Barnes and Noble will do." I'm like, "Well, they're not a real Starbucks. <laughs> Can I help you? With what kind of reasonable? crazy stuff 
are the the bullshit baristas at the Barnes and Noble Starbucks I even, doing? I gotta tell you, I tune out customers. Putting bookmarks so in it. <laughs> They'll like blend pastries into the frappuccinos. I know that that's something that they do that we're not allowed to do. It's like if somebody's like, I want this muffin blended into the frappuccino. <laughs> They'll do it. <laughs> They don't care. Like, oh like, I'm gonna tomorrow morning, there's a line outside the bars of Noble. I know. I'm just like looking at them. Like, dude, that's an allergy concern. They I don't have shares, dude. You. They don't care. Yeah, they don't give a shit. They're not partners. They're not partners. Yeah. <laughs> People come in and it's like so goofy. It's such like office job water cooler bullshit. They're like, oh, I have partner numbers to get their discount, and I'm like, oh, what are your partner numbers? And they give me their partner numbers, and I'm like, oh, you were hired this much or this much before or after me. <laughs> And we like have this cutesy little like wink wink nudge nudge I conversation. Don't even, I don't even remember. It makes my me want to die. But it's <laughs> <laughs> it's like whatever. It's your job, and like that's the funny thing. I'm always there, and they're and they're like trying to. Get, my new boss is a little better about it than most of my. Uh, Yo, shout out to his new boss. I went to high school with him. He's pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Nick's cool. But um, it's just like there's this like cutesy like camaraderie thing where they're trying to like buddy up to me and they're like showing an interest in my music and then I'm like oh well you could listen to high def on Bandcamp and they're like I listen to a little bit of it <laughs> it's not really my thing I'm like that's because they that's started listening to Donde Estados Sonidos yeah and that song's heavy as hell but, but um I mean honestly the fact that you can get them to push play is enough yeah that's really well, fucking they, hard but, to do but then they expect me to be engaged at my job and, like, I do a good job with the customers and with the drinks, but being, like, engaged all the time, I don't know. It's so numbing compared to, like, I want to be an artist full-time and be, like, free from the shackles of the service industry. But there's, like, a certain level of that almost being impossible at this point. There's, like, no way to do it without no. being on tour all the time. Nothing's or, impossible. Like, I don't know. Damn it. No, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm still going to try to do it. But like it's almost uh, yeah. Like, call in and give us your hints. Yeah, like we could everybody use email me your secrets. Like for real, especially well, if you're a real the, person. The trick is to like, I mean, no matter what, you're gonna need to find some sort of a steady job. Yeah. But I think the trick is to find a job that's maybe more closely related to what you want to do. Yeah. Well, that's like I'm an affordable mixing and mastering engineer. I'm I'm happy to say that on this recording because I have put you know for the last three or four months I've put an average of like. It's not much. It's like thirty to fifty dollars in my pocket a month, but that's yeah. Solid. Considering the volume of the stuff you're getting, that's pretty good. Yeah. Well, and I'm doing a lot of it for friends too, and like I keep saying, so I keep getting people, the yeah. gigs and being like, okay, I'm only gonna charge you this much, but tell everybody I charged you more. <laughs> who who recorded the trash bag stuff? Uh, actually, that was somebody that uh, in here? Philadelphia. They recorded really? that, and then they approached me after one of my posts on Facebook, and they were like, "Will you master it for oh, us?" And okay. I got the recordings, and I was like, "You was probably okay. want me to mix it." Because played here like four or five times. No, but yeah. I did all the mixing and mastering on that record. I just didn't record it. It was recorded somewhere, somewhere by somebody. Okay. I just want to talk about them for a second because I fucking love Trash Bag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the best local bands. Yeah. Their they, second record is going to be so unbelievably crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. Maybe they'll let me do it. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, well, yeah, let's record it. That's actually, yeah. Also, if I make sort of side, bro, like you were making that whole thing with uh, John Paul, or they can tell people like recognize John Paul over the Starbucks and everything. Uh, <laughs> everyone is Steph from the Lopez. Uh, she is like a peer of my mom. My mom is an art history teacher. And they run each other at conferences occasionally. And one one conference, this my she overhears my mom like, oh yeah, my kid like just booking shows and stuff. And Steph like just appears at her elbow. and was like, you talking about Jackson? Jackson Holloway? And she's like, yeah, Jackson, that's my kid. And then they like bonded over that. So someone who is in a pub. And it's weird because like besties. Besties. Yeah, because if you've ever seen Steph at a show, she is like power slouching into her keyboard like. Yelling, Jesse's like shaking all over the place, yeah, like the jumping up on his amp. The Lopez was such a good band. Love them, and they're one of those intense here, and pumped four times. Yeah. yeah, they're contending for the yeah. second for the number two spot. Actually, them and Trash Bag, they and Trash Bag need to have a battle. Yeah, I want. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be too bad. Uh, I want to fucking battle Trash Bag <laughs> with the band, Ooh. but I actually want to play a show with the Lopez. I have not met them. 
we got their 7-inch in at work, and I listened to it, and I was like, this is dope, they're local, this is cool, I've never seen them play, I've not, i You'd be the perfect showmate for them. Yeah. Like, you, you would, you would fill out a bill so great together, that's Yeah, perfect. we need to make it happen. Yeah, for real. Yeah. That's, that's the funny thing, you know, you get a lot of people who are saying, Pittsburgh's such a small city. There are no I shows call, in Pittsburgh. I call bullshit. <laughs> oh my god! Pittsburgh, no shows in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Jesus. is Get a very big city, and it's full of yeah. talent. And there's a ton of things that I don't know about. Um, Mike Siemens, who runs Mind Cure, um, did a uh, he did like a local music video showcase at the Brillo Box, mm-hmm. and um, I saw the event page for it. I like looked at the people attending. There was like over a hundred people attending. I wasn't mutual friends with any, not one person on that list besides Michael Siemens. Really? I was like, what the fuck? So I go to this show, or not show, but like viewing, screening, screening would be the right word for this. And I watched about two and a half hours of music videos and only knew two of the bands. Really? They were all Pittsburgh bands. That's incredible. Jackson's always reminding me. so much shit. I'm in the city. It's nuts. You get jaded on stuff eventually, like being in bands. That like or, I mean, I and hang out at the same house venue yeah. and you get stuck in this stupid clique. And, yeah. people. and, and then you wonder, like, you, you wonder, like, why isn't my life more exciting? Why aren't I meeting more new people? Why isn't there a more thriving... Because uh, you go to the same thing. goddamn thing hey. every week. And yeah. you, you just reinforce, like, hanging out with your same old friends group. Like, I'm not a super social person, but I really like it when I go to events and there's a lot of people that I don't know there. That's comforting to me, especially if I'm by myself or just there with, like, bandmates or sick house people, yeah. like, my close friends. Like, it's it's super nice. And I Jackson always reminds us, because I'm constantly beating my head against a wall over show-related stuff, and I know he is ten times as much, uh, that there's, like, there are circles and there are scenes and there are bands and projects happening and dissolving the, like within a, a couple miles of us that we'll never know about that because it's like yeah it's it's the perfect city for it if you can be you can be I, people like to say lower middle class but you can be poor here and still be a musician and that's awesome you can be like, poor anywhere and be a musician yeah. well, well like, but I, like you can be yeah. you can like actually like own like you can be in a metal band and like own the gear necessary to be in a metal <laughs> sure. band which is a little right. higher investment than well, a lot of other like projects. I'm from, I, I mean I went to college in Minneapolis and that's a pretty big city but Pittsburgh is way bigger than that and I mean to, for people to say, you know, to not, not have events or things that they enjoy seems ridiculous to me because even in Minneapolis, a smaller city, uh, there were plenty of things that I was constantly, I would get five invites a day. I mean, here in Pittsburgh, I get, you know, more than five invites a day. Sure. I wake up on a Tuesday sometimes with nine events. Yeah. You have nine <laughs> events today. I have you work, know. beer, and sleep today. <laughs> I think, like, the fortunate thing with me and specifically what I do with Sykes is that I'm able to bounce between all of these different things. Mm. I never really fit in anywhere. So I kind of just, like, play wherever I can. Mm. And I've met so many different people in these different scenes. I don't, like, stay in one bubble. Well, that's really my MO. Like, the biggest breakthrough for me recently was when Joey Molinero, who is an awesome human being, shouts to him. He's in Europe right now. He's still in Europe right now on an incredibly long tour. Looks like he's having a blast from the Facebook post. Mm -hmm. But he put me in his improv, like, noise, like, jazz weird band called Hot Singles. And we played two shows... I showed up to both of them having never met these, having met the people only from the previous time I'd played with them the second time. And uh, it was just like so cool to meet noise musicians. High Def got invited to, from that to play a show uh, at Station P with a band from Oslo called Golden Retriever, who were amazing. And like just to like uh, see all the people in the noise scene and to make all the Facebook friends that I made and then I got invited to play this like weird improv showcase with Derek Bendel and this other guy whose name I don't remember but he's a professor at Carnegie Mellon and he had the synthesizer that he was triggering with light uh, on a cardboard backdrop and it was amazing and like you just like just by being <laughs> like a, just being a crazy person that like picks the the weirdest shit to say yes to and like seeks out the, 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 the people that you feel are like interesting and information rich and like connected to other interesting people is such a fun experience. Like totally. I love being this social like diver and then knowing that I have social a place like this to sit like the sick <laughs> house. Social dive. 
So she looks at that. <laughs> and then when you. Oh, oh my god. god. Alright. That's it, then. <laughs> well, we tried. Picture in like, like Jackson shirtless coming out of the water holding those chains. <laughs> You've been down too long in the DIY scene. Go <laughs> on. <laughs> As this one guy, I've been in this game for years. It made me an animal. There's rules to this shit. I made me a manual. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Um. Yeah. Shit. Um. Also yes. <laughs> no, you didn't get enough beer for this. No, I didn't. Eight pack. Not enough. That's all good. We'll, we'll live. <laughs> Normally, I uh, I post the link, like links for all of the all of the projects. You're gonna oh, yeah. um, you're that, I'll that, send that, you an email. That's, 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 that, that's just what I was leading to. Is normally it's like I post the links with like all the projects that are involved with, you know, the people that are the person that's on the podcast. Yeah. It's usually not four people. Um, the, it might. I mean, this could be a long list. We could yeah. be conservative. We've got high def. Radio Signal, Luminaire, we've got The Sick House, Like Us There, um, just Lamonte, 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 that's me. I'm also Total Hack sometimes, I'm also Static Death sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I just released a new single on Bandcamp, it's a weird boom bap hip hop track. That shit was it. awesome. Yeah. Appreciate that. And, uh, oh, I, speaking of noise projects, I have Black Giraffes, which yeah, yeah. is electronic noise. Yeah. Uh, Trevor's got his Paragram project, which is... Uh, mostly like really strange melodic electronic music. You still got an um, album out there on the internet. You should listen. Yeah, to. Yes. It's, that's unbelievably yeah, underrated. Really uh, underrated, I, I should say. It's absolutely underrated. <laughs> it's unbelievably <laughs> overrated. Un- underrated. <laughs> listen to my friend's yeah, super overrated, overrated album. Yeah. <laughs> Reaching back real far, Trevor and I have uh, ambient music called uh, by the name Attenuate. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. Mm-hmm. That's, that was the first full length we ever did as a collective. Yeah. I um I wanna I'm gonna. I'm gonna end this plugging something Sweet. of mine that I actually want you you y'all to listen to as well. Um, one of my first weird experimental noise projects was a project called Dyskinesia, and it was an idea me and my friend had where it was the concept of hip hop in its beginning was all based in sampling, sampling mm-hmm. old you know like jazz and soul records and making beats out of them. Mm-hmm. Me and my friend were like. What if we did a weird noise project sampling only metal records and weird, like, aggressive <laughs> noise? Awesome. And putting, so we did a project that's all just samples of metal and shit. And that's awesome. with him screaming on top of it. And it's, it's one of the weirdest things I've ever done. It was just, it was so lawless. I, uh, now I feel like I know too much about recording to allow myself to do something that, like, gross and, like, yeah, yeah. not, like, uh, structured. But it's really cool. But that's a cool idea. Yeah, so, yeah, like yeah check it out. It's out there on the internet. I'll put I'll post okay. a link to that too, Brian's yeah. weirdo. No, we should have like project. two separate links, like links that we want to share with you, and links that's like if you want to like get, really get the dirt on yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> full yeah. disclosure. Here's our good stuff. Full band. disclosure. This stuff. I have an indie band from high school called Ducky Ducky. Check us out on MySpace. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And on that note, I will end it. All right. Thanks everybody for allowing me to come here. Normally, it's very it's rare that I do episodes in places outside of my own space, but I, I enjoy it. I like being on in the scene. I felt like if we're gonna, if I'm gonna do an episode with the sick house, it needs to be in the fucking sick, in house. The sick house. So thanks for having me here. And thanks for yeah. taking the yeah. time to do this. Yeah, of course, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. yeah great. And uh, yeah. and I think we're good. And that is all, folks. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. Ben, John Paul, Trevor, Jackson. All awesome fucking dudes. Was so glad to sit down and talk to them. And yeah, you know, if you get the chance, please try to make it to a show at the Sick House once they're done with the hiatus. It's a really cool space. Everyone that's there is really great. And yeah, you know, I'm, I'm happy that it exists. Um, I'll be back again next week with another episode. You know, um, like I said in the beginning of the episode, you can find me now on the Epicast Network at EpicastTV.com. You can also find the show on iTunes, finally. 
And, you know, I'm also on Facebook at Start the Beat with Sykes. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at The Real Sykes. So come find me. Stay connected. Got a lot of awesome shit going on, and I'm excited to share it with all of you. It's kind of kind of the whole fucking point. So, yeah. Engage. I am Sykes. Start the beat. 2015. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.